Market View on Money FM 89.3. And once again, we are tracking sentiment for markets out west for their monthly temperature check of how European markets are faring and also to get their outlook for the second quarter. Once again, we are joined on the line by Peter Lundgren, the founder of Lundgren's Capital. He joins us all the way from Copenhagen, Denmark, to share with us his sentiments on how markets are reacting to all of these new geopolitical pressures across the world. Peter, thank you for joining us today. Once again, good morning to you out there in Copenhagen. Yeah, hello again, Jeffrey. All right. So again, what we spoke about speculatively last month has become real, uh, Peter, Russia invading Ukraine. I don't have to tell you, the, uh, since you are, since Europe is seeing at least uh, what's going on and you are in closer proximity to what's happening there. We did see the stock 600 plunge earlier this month, but now they've recovered significant ground and are starting to mount sustainable gains. Now, my question to you earlier on was, are you buying the recovery for European stocks or is the volatility something that we cannot take for granted given all the uncertainty? Yeah, sure. It's a, it's a significant uh, rebound, as you uh, mentioned, JP. Um, my take is that um, the volatility in the particular stock markets, European stock market, and also the comfort among uh, investors will simply be a function of the news that we get out of the uh, Ukrainian uh, situation, meaning if, if there is tendency to some sort of a ceasefire or peace uh, negotiations that will be supportive for the stock market and, uh, of course, vice versa. If um, things uh, deteriorate in Ukraine, it will be negative for the stock market. But my take is the volatility and uncertainty will stay high and it will uh, actually dampen or be tendency negative for the European stock market in the coming quarter. All right. Now, a lot of this also tied to volatility we're seeing in crude markets. And I'm sure you've been also been wa- monitoring the wild ride for Brent crude. We did see it uh, suffer from that knee-jerk reaction that sent it above $130 a barrel. It fell below $100. And just today, a few hours ago, it was threatening to hit 120 once again. Uh, Peter, uh, our market's having trouble deciding on how to trade oil given all the uncertainty. And what might prolonged volatility in this commodity mean for broader market sentiment in general? Yeah, it's a it's a wild one today again, and uh, but the difficulty is to to judge how uh, to substitute the uh, European import of oil and gas from uh, from Russia, if it's possible to to substitute at all, or will we go into a shorter situation where you will have uh, no cars driving on the, on the Sundays, uh, all this. Um, very uh, uncertain variables right now, and but the, the key is that it looks like a shortage of uh, oil and energy in, in general. And in Europe, we tendency also have more alternative and uh, sustainable energy. That means that we are depending on, believe it or not, but how how much uh, it blows, the wind blows. Uh, we know it's here from the Queen uh, Denmark, where I'm, mm-hmm. uh, live myself. <laughs> uh, we have had an energy shortage already from last year in, in Nordic area. Uh, the wind has not been blowing as much as, uh, as normal, so we have less wind energy. In Norway, there has been uh, less water in the in the rivers due to uh, a dry summer last year. So a lot of things has come together, but it also indicates that uh, we cannot really predict the energy um, production level as good as uh, was possible earlier. Uh, so yes, it should uh, reflect uh, higher energy prices, and I think they will stay high in regular uh, ongoing pressure on the inflation development, in particular in Europe and also 
put a lot of pressure on the European Central Bank. Right. And, you know, and just staying on the sentiment for oil and gas, you know, a lot of investors are watching out for the discussion in the EU about a possible embargo on Russian oil and gas. And you yourself, uh, and, you know, we, we've also noted that I think Russia uh, accounts for about 40 percent of all the oil and gas that Europe actually sources. Now, some in Europe are confident, though, that they can replace most of this by next winter. But given you're there, actually, and you've been watching European markets longer than I have, how feasible is it? And and can we actually believe, is this credible for them to for Europe to actually replace some of this oil and gas within the span of what nine months? Uh, yeah, right now I would judge it's 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 a huge task. Um, it could as a it depends a bit on on uh, how the energy infrastructure can be established over the the, the coming months. Uh, more gas deliveries by ships as one uh, solution, coming maybe from the U.S. Uh, higher uh, oil production in uh, in other oil-producing countries could, of course, offset some of it as well. Uh, but it, it, it will be a tough one, and it can be actually that um, we will we will have these um, uh, saving uh, measurements, like people are not allowed to drive on a Sunday or whatever. Uh, they can be if 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 um, if we are going for uh, a full replacement of. Russian oil and gas, then it would be uh, uh, sort of uh, a pretty tough task. It can uh, also uh, dampen economic growth further than we believe. We could talk about a negative growth in Germany of maybe a couple of percent. Uh, that that would be uh, sort of indicating how high the price would be for um, the societies. All right. Uh, P- Peter... Um, shifting our attention now from Europe, I mean, how closely are you monitoring the new headwinds of chi- for China? We have talked about Asian markets a little bit, and you do have a folk, uh, you do take a look at these more on, on occasion, especially with the COVID nineteen related shutdowns and possible slowdown. We do know China is also a huge export destination for European goods. I mean, how closely are you monitoring these new developments in China at the moment, especially with how you're rebalancing your portfolios? Uh, we're watching it a lot as we actually run a, a China uh, equity mutual fund. So um, this is our full attention. And this is actually one of the things where we've been nervous about how China uh, treats uh, the COVID-19 uh, in this year, because we've seen it as a as maybe almost an isolated China risk, because the Omicron uh, COVID-19 virus is, is just so uh, difficult to stop but it's not really uh, that uh, dangerous. Uh, so if keep, uh, China, they keep the, the sort of zero tolerance policy, that, that could be a, a huge challenge for, for the country. And of course, we are uh, watching when uh, very important economic centers as right now Shanghai and Shenzhen, if they're closed down, um, we think it could be a sort of return and returning issue this year. So yes, and, and, and another sort of Bad outlook, I apologize, but it's another negative uh, sort of sentiment uh, factor. Mm-hmm. Uh, just very quickly, Peter, how, you've, you've mentioned that uh, th- there's been a lot of negativity in the markets. I mean, how is this all influencing now your outlook for the second quarter and risk factors? Actually, I think this, the, the, the issues we have uh, come across uh, in this uh, conversation, they would be prolonged into the second quarter. That is uh, the most uh, sort of the, the, the most important take, actually. Uh, there will be 
I expect it to be a more uh, regional European crisis, and I actually think that the the rest of the world might move a bit more on, and the problems will stay back in Europe. And then we will, of course, have a lot of discussion about who are the winners and losers on the very high oil price, as I think that will uh, sort of be an issue again right. in the coming quarter. All right. Peter Lundgren, founder of Lundgren's Capital. Thank you so much for joining us today on Money FM 89.3. I wish you and your loved ones continued safety during these uncertain times out in Europe. And we hope you have, you stay safe out there in Copenhagen, sir. Have a good morning. Thank you, JP. We'll do our best. Before acting on the information on Money FM, please consider if it's suitable for your own investment objectives, financial situation, and risk tolerance. To listen to more great interviews, download our podcasts at moneyfm893.sg or download our audio app. That's A-W-E-D-I-O. Available on Google Play or the App Store.